0: You're listening to the Word Slinger podcast episode 145, Explosive Author Marketing with Johnny Andrews. This episode of the Word Slinger podcast is brought to you by Draft to Digital. Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at drafttodigital.com.
1: It's the Word Slinger podcast where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about this story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger.
0: Hey everybody, this is Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of word slinger shenanigans. Uh, I, was on a, um, I was interviewed on a podcast this past week, um which thankfully was a little more reader oriented. I, I hardly ever get to go on things that are aimed at readers, <laughs> um, which is too bad actually. Cause I think, uh, we should actually have a lot more stuff that is aimed at, at author discoverability. And on that note, <laughs> I got some pretty cool announcements, uh, after the interview. So you're going to want to stick around. Author discoverability is on that list. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to tune into that. Um, now today I am actually interviewing somebody uh, I have talked to numerous times before. I've had him on the show a couple of times. We did a show together briefly. Uh, I'm talking to Johnny Andrews. He's the founder of Author Platform Rocket. You've heard me talk about this before. This is a um, this is a, a kind of very serious, um, you know, serious takers only kind of marketing for authors. Um, and I I've watched this guy build author careers. I've actually seen him take authors who uh, you know. There's an investment. I mean, it's it's not uh, it's not altogether inexpensive. Uh, but he does a crazy amount of work trying to figure out ways to kind of hack the whole author marketing game. Uh, he does a great job. I I uh, used used him for a while. Uh, I talk to him now. He kind of makes me dizzy. Uh, <laughs> uh, about to start doing some more stuff with him. Um, so, you know, this is a, I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Uh, Johnny is not shy about sharing his, his take on things. And, uh, it's very exciting to see what he's doing with, uh, with author platform rocket and, you know, what they're building and what they're, where they're going with that. Um, so you're going to want to check that out. Um, and of course, you know, you can reach out to Johnny. He's got some new stuff that we don't even get to in this, in this, uh, interview. Cause this was recorded pre-recorded well before he started doing some of what he's doing. Uh, so there's there's stuff you're going to want to know about. So you're going to want to reach out to him. I'm not going to delay you too long. I am going to say you definitely want to stick around after the show for the industry news. Uh, the stuff that I'm going to be talking about is going to be pretty cool. And uh, some of it, if you are an author, it's going to benefit you directly. So you're going to want to be there for that. Um, and we'll talk about other stuff too. I got I got lots going on. I am moving. Um just to let you know, a little preview, I'm going to be moving. Uh, so uh, I did say last week when, in Brian Cohen's interview that this might be the final week I would do the show. I'm not sure that that's true just yet. Uh, i got a couple of weeks before we actually pack. and Well, we're packing now, but before we actually shut down and move. So it could get to be too difficult for me to do the show. Uh, if that is the case... Uh, I promise you I will be back, but if you notice a gap, that's why. So a little preview of, uh, what we'll be talking about after the interview with Johnny Andrews. So stick around, uh, we'll do some, uh, industry news and other cool stuff. And until then, enjoy this very high energy, powerful, impactful interview with my good friend, Johnny Andrews. Hey everybody. Thanks for tuning in, sticking around past, uh, what was sure to be a lengthy intro, um, because they always are, man. Uh, so, but I'm glad you're here because I am talking to a very good friend of mine, uh, somebody I connected with. Uh, man, Johnny, it's been it's been two or three years now, man, uh, since you and I hooked up. You you approached me about being on your one of your original podcasts. Um, that was a fateful moment, my friend. But I'm talking to Johnny Andrews. He's the founder of Author Platform Rocket, among other things. Uh, there's a podcast based on this thing. He is out there helping indie authors. Just blow up, uh, just achieve the careers that they uh, they've dreamt of. So, Johnny, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I I, I love your show and the uh, sultry sound of your voice. I think I say that every time you have me on. Too.
0: I, it's contractual. I have, it is. It everyone is. who appears on the show has to comment on that
1: and the peeled green M and Ms.
0: That's right. <laughs> Which I, I leveling a hand peel mm-hmm. uh, every single M So uh you know, this is one of those rare we're doing a do-over. Uh and uh, you know me, man, I always tell I always show I always pull back the curtain and let everybody see what's going on. But um we had already talked and I'm gonna save that by the way for some nice bonus material uh somewhere along the way. But uh you and I had already talked, but we realized after the fact that uh we didn't really go through the topic we wanted to go through. Uh, we wanted to kind of bring you back to kind of give us a, a little bit of an update of what's going on with APR. Uh, Cause the last time you really had just launched it last time I had you on the show. I'm pretty sure. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Well, it, it, it had sort of gotten to the point where I, here's what's funny. I launched that without ever putting up a website. It was literally like, you know, I'm always beaten to death. Like the power of the email list. There it is right there. The only people that I was inviting to this program were people who were, you know, authors who were subscribers Right. Across the various ecosystems. And so that's, it's one of those things that that I like to call, you know, testing the economic viability of an idea. And that's where, you know, that's really where it was at the time. And yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely blossoming. Tons of stuff is, uh, you know, like we were talking before, uh, tons of stuff evolves every year, you know, things changed uh you know there's tons of crazy stuff going around and but the one constant is that the vast majority of authors are still really struggling to put together like a coherent marketing strategy and right. it's just getting noisier and so the need for that is getting to be is is getting to be pretty ridiculous yeah
0: i you know that the the thing about a marketing strategy that's really difficult for for me uh, at least you know i i I keep, there's this, li- this growing list. I have, yeah, we were talking before the show. I use all the Apple products, right? I use mm-hmm. Apple notes for for notes instead of I've transitioned from Evernote, everyone. Um, and I also use the reminders app and I, I have a li- a growing list of sort of off author business reminders, things check a checklist of things that I, I probably should do. Right. And every day I add like five new things to that list is it's, it's so overwhelming. I'm never going to get to any of it. So, my author strategy suffers. <laughs> my marketing strategy suffers. that's why I'm always interested in uh, hearing what you have to say. Although I, I typically only understand about a third of what you say. So
1: it happens. And sometimes I do too. I just make stuff up as I go, you know, <laughs> oh, that's just the best way to, to rock things. But yeah, I figured, you know, let's come on and kind of like uh, figured the best way to sort of do this, where we can deliver the most value to the folks who who are going to watch this and listen and, Tune in in their various ways is like kind of just go through pretty much like what's changed, and just sort of really start there because it's a different world than it was even you know 18 months ago. Right. And like you know you have this a question I'm constantly asked, especially by like a lot of our agency level clients is like, are bots a good idea? Like these Facebook chat bots. Right. Because uh, the vast majority of what we do in terms of ad spend goes into Facebook. You know, there's there's really three uh pillars of marketing that work for authors and i mean we'll totally talk about that thing but this new thing uh because email a lot of folks see this over time is and uh, is that there's a decline if you're not constantly doing upkeep you know that's why author platform rocket is called what it is is because that is the groundwork foundation for every author regardless fiction nonfiction. you know are you doing business entrepreneur stuff personal development are you writing vampire romance like Science fiction doesn't matter. It's the, it is the groundwork and the foundation of everything. And it will remain that way for quite some time. But now there's sort of this contender, this, this concept of the bot. And it's it's a very good question. It's like, can this help you? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely. But the problem is it's, it's uh, you know, another learning curve. And yes, it totally works. It can work. But it's not a direct sale tool. For the most part, you know, sometimes it is like once you're into a conversation, but it's kind of like everything else, social media, it is a content delivery tool. It is an engagement tool. It is uh, a relationship building tool and it's a touch point tool. So you can sell, yes, but you don't want to immediately. And so well,
0: why, let's back up for just a second, man, because I, I want to make sure that people listening and watching understand what you mean by a bot. Because you're talking about primarily like the uh, the Facebook Messenger bots. Yeah, apps. the
1: many chat kind of things out oh, there. You guys, know, they're inexpensive. Thinking, yeah. It's an inexpensive software right now. You know, Facebook. I, to my shock and surprise. Gave it the green light because typically that's the sort of thing that you know five ten years ago They would have shut that down in a heartbeat right. uh, In fact, I think they did a number of uh, a number of people in the internet marketing space years back Had built these things and face was like, you know, we're not doing it But now they're kind of realizing that some automation needs to happen with that In order to be able to engage and there's a lot of I mean, there's tons of ways. This then and i'm not gonna make the show all about bots because I'm still, you know, I'm still embracing the learning curve. You know, I'm in the middle of a masterclass with a, with an old mentor of mine uh, that you know I reconnected with them and I'm like, dude, let's go on this. And so, uh, you know, it's something that I'm going to be testing out. And so, you'll definitely hear about it. I'll put it on the show. You know, and, and that kind of to thing.
0: me, that that just seems like much. It seems like the same thing as list building, though. It seems like you've got the exact same tr- struggle, right. the exact same challenge. And then uh, now- Without
1: any of the ownership. That's the big- Without one.
0: any of the ownership, which is the thing that bugged me, which is why I haven't gone all in on many right, days.
1: Right, it's another, it, it is another communication channel that you can potentially use to reach your audience, but without the ownership, same thing, like where you're going to build that follow button, people clicking on Amazon, you can never really reach out to those people. There's zero ownership of that list, but it can be a helpful thing, if you're launching enough books you have a big enough following it can definitely make an impact because amazon's going to send those people an email saying hey but they're sending on your behalf you know what i mean so that so that's part of the problem and so then the there, there's really two more things that have kind of come into the to the sphere and like i said i wanted to start with bots because i know the least about it <laughs> <I> figured,
0: <let's, laughs> get I, that out of the way yeah just
1: flush that out right away so bots potentially but you know i'll be back with more info on that Uh, But then we have another one, The Rise of AMS. You know, you and I, you you introduced me to to Brian Meeks and straight up, the dude pretty much wrote what I would consider to be one of the best books on that subject. Uh, We use a lot of those same tactics, you know, with the agency folks. And so when we're taking over those ads, there's a huge, huge, huge uh, opportunity there. But welcome to your next job because those things die out so fast. It takes, first of all, it takes them so freaking long to cook in the beginning anyway there's there's been instances where we haven't even they, they, they won't even go for like weeks you can email support and all this stuff and then suddenly you're getting like traction and things and so i'm not going to get into the ins and outs of that because you know there's classes just, just buy his book go brian makes just go get that it's a great book, it's a yeah, book we've
0: favorite. been I, I interviewed brian on this show i'll try to include a link to that in the show notes absolutely yeah You know, make it your <laughs> affiliate
1: like no but that's 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 really uh, here's the interesting thing because it was it almost happened within a week within the same week uh, facebook ads started to for some people decline in results and all of a sudden ams started rising in results and it was with within this tiny little bubble of a couple of days and it was like oh wow and that's why you know with the people that we run their ads we we did these pivots and shifts and learned how to do that and incorporated that into what we were doing for them because sometimes and this is just what part of the experimentation process. Sometimes AMS are going to be better for you, sometimes Facebook, but you need to know how to do both. And you also need to know, and this kind of segues into the, the mistakes, uh, the, the many, the myriad of mistakes that I keep seeing all the time, is, is, you know, AMS is a different animal than Facebook. It does not perform in any way, shape, or form at all, right. like Facebook ads. It's, it's, I mean, it's comparing apples to hairless cats in terms of functionality and performance, but you do need to learn both of them. In order to kind of be that sort of person, you know, if you're going to be that kind of author in in, in this sort of world. And then the big one that we are pushing super heavy in our ecosystems. Is the rise of like this live thing. And I know, you know, your your authors going to hear, but I don't want to get do live video. Guess what, if you're not, if you're not doing live video, you're making a huge mistake and it's Here's here's what's happening. This is the marketplace because essentially, as we've mentioned in the years previous since we've been talking, industry's a button. You know, Amazon turned it into that. It, it completely removed all of the barriers between the author and the reader on every level. So now there's almost no need to, to go and get published. I mean, there's 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 definitely some reasons, but that's not what today's about. But you know, for fiction authors, no, not really. Uh, and then, you know, especially if you're doing the nonfiction thing, this is what live does, is it, it markets overly saturated. Right. Every single genre, every single niche out there is getting murdered with books and nobody knows who's who and what's what. And so your, you are, your, your job, your business, the business you are in as an author, regardless of what you're publishing, is to build your platform. Right. If you build that platform, and then you market to those people, so you have this this marketing coming in like this, and then you just sort of mix it up and get everybody to like you. And you know, sometimes people exit because they decide they you're not for them, and a lot of times they stay and they become lifelong fans and super buyers. But one thing that's happening right now, and we're implementing this on a lot of our uh, fan pages, where we have those book. Marketing sites where authors can you know buy space in the newsletter and we promote that. We've opened up a complete thing where we're letting the authors do live. So we'll host a giveaway with twenty, maybe sometimes you know anywhere from like fifteen to twenty authors, and all of them do either a takeover or a Facebook live, right? That kind of thing. And we've had some really big names uh, that have come out to do this. In fact, we just did this. We did the Halloween one recently and uh, got some crazy big. Uh, traditionally published New York Times bestsellers to like come and do that. And I was like what and all we had to do was say hey Would you mind, you know, we only reach like almost half a million of your biggest fans a, a week. Can you maybe and they were like uh-huh. it, wasn't <laughs> a hard, it wasn't a hard ask, but that took a long time to get to that's been, that's been cooking since that's been coming since 2011 Get that that level of yes that quickly, but um right. Anyway, so it can happen to you too. But my point is, this live thing, what it does is it cuts through the noise, and it puts a face and it puts that personality with the individual, with the author, and you better connect. And so what we're able, what we're able to do then, is put these put these authors all live on camera, just like you know we're doing, in front of you know sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. Right, and it really makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. And so people have, been having, these authors have been having a great time with it. And I would highly recommend using that in your own ecosystem once or twice a week. Just do something where you get out there and you and you engage with them. You can Google ideas on what to do. But we always try to do it wrapped in the, as you know, I, I would hate to deviate from what I believe, which is build your email list, the love of God. So we're always like building these. Uh, you know, we're always doing these giveaways that work with this stuff. And then obviously we scrub the crap out of them to make sure that, you know, you don't have any shenanigans going Right. On. Nobody likes the shenanigans. We gotta,
0: we gotta be shenanigan free. Absolutely
1: yeah. shenanigan free. So, um, go, go ahead. Though. Go ahead.
0: I was going to ask um, one of the, uh, so what a sort of a, I don't, I don't know, not a best practice, I guess, but uh, would you recommend, Uh, I've, I've heard you talk about like Facebook live and things like that. Um, is that sort of what you're talking about? Getting out and doing some FaceTime with the, uh, the readers
1: yeah that's a good idea to do it really is and i know that and it's funny because if you like you know if you go to the author platform rocket you dig through you can see it's under the platform building or newsletter building right. thing. we actually have this and i have a bunch of things that when we did these promos i always like to you know hey tell us what you thought awesome. i'll put you on the put you on the web page is saying that everything we do is amazing right and right. uh it's, it's hilarious because virtually all of our testimonials with this kind of thing are, oh my word, I was scared to freaking death, but I did it and it was awesome. Can I do it again? Right. That is almost universal. And these are some of the shyest people you'll ever meet. None of them had a stinking clue what they were doing uh, before they did it. And then, I mean, we just had probably what I would say is the most viral one happen uh, over this last weekend. Most of the time, they're going to be seen maybe within a few days by about 2,000, 3,000 people, and then they just keep going. That's a really huge benefit to these things, is that they just keep cooking. Like, this is a long term, you know, super awesome way of doing this because Facebook is pushing this so hard right now. This will not always be the case, keep in mind. Like, but We've established. Here's, this is why I like to say, "Make hay while the sun shines," because we've established that Facebook is the place to build this audience. Because you could move people from there into your subscriber base, and then move them around wherever you need. Well, this is just one more way of doing that, highly effectively, wow. and do it while you're do it while you're doing it, because you can then build audiences from these people and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but she, her, her Facebook Live within 24 hours was seen by 42,000 people. Wow one author that we just that we put him live through the vampire novels and you know she's just a paranormal i uh, believe paranormal romance author and, and
0: you're, you're just pushing this on your own uh facebook channel and that sort of thing right right
1: What we're yeah what we're doing is essentially what we're doing is letting authors rent space and market to mm-hmm. them so we have another group and this is this this one right now is completely experimental um but they said hey you know what if we did a recurring show every two right. weeks do you like it? i'm like great cool let's do it you know and so uh we're just gonna kind of monitor that and see how it goes but that is a huge thing is having a show or the concept of a show and doing it on a regular basis it's mm-hmm. like these podcasts and stuff it's it's awesome and it's and i know that sometimes takes a little bit of doing but i cannot stress enough the how effective it is you know obviously it's just one of the things do what you do Maybe you don't want to that's fine um, but especially if you're selling back-end products you know if you're doing the non-fiction the business development entrepreneur how to do this that or the other whatever it is you know, how to train your dog not to pee on the rug or uh, who, who knows you know that kind of stuff can really benefit from this and it, it makes it difficult if you're uh you know cranking with like 36 different Know, uh, what do you call them ghost writers and not really yeah. as you are that isn't probably going to work unless you hire some actress or actor to, to sort of pretend to be you but that gets a little squirrely right, um, right. But as long as you show up as like an authentic human being uh, you can make as many mistakes as you want and so what what we're doing right now is putting together sort of a best practices that we're going to let folks download and just here you go um, I'm also doing a book on this can you believe it Oh wow! Finally, I know the guy who like sells so many books is finally putting them out. I've, I actually, it's funny because over the, since like two thousand eight, I think I put out over three hundred books, but I don't right. have any of them under my name. Uh, but now this this might be the first like an authentic Johnny Andrews. Like, holy crap, the dude did a book. It's right. It's just been so ironic that I'm the guy that does this, these things, but never did that. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's and I think that's the right choice, Johnny. <laughs> well it's funny actually i i don't know because i what i'm noticing now is uh, a, a sort of shift because there are so many books out there mm-hmm. um and we kind of need shortcuts in a way I, I i'm just speaking from personal experience like i have a stack of books that i still need to chew through and mm-hmm. learn new concepts some of which have become out, out of date and uh obsolete right. in, in the time it's taken me to get to them so um it's almost i don't know i'm kind of I'm out combing YouTube and that sort of thing now. So,
1: no, it's, no, that's exactly right. And there's a there's a lot of places for books. Like, let me give you sort of a a quick kind of example. Because what's been happening since we sort of opened up like the the the, the nonfiction wing of Author Platform uh-huh. Rocket is I've gotten probably almost daily like a bunch of email from people going, "Hey, is this you know are we right for this or whatever it is?" And I, I can kind of this actually segues into what I wanted to talk about about, but like a lot of the mistakes that I see. Uh, being made pretty consistently still out there uh, in spite of the volume of information that we've been publishing right? It's uh, so tons of stuff and that's not knowing the business that you're in and like especially how to use the book within that ecosystem like when it comes to a fiction author you know it's it's write publish repeat i mean there's a book read that book make that your business model done right pretty much it that is going to be your model for producing products there is nothing wrong with that that is you know if you're doing four books a year i think you're going to maintain as long as you concentrate on the platform building you can probably maintain some pretty good equilibrium out there in the world now let's take that into a different group of folks which are those with a back-end business service uh something like an info product or whatever it is on the back end what i've been seeing is that they're not really understanding the model that the, the point of the book is to Enter, as Dan Kennedy once said, enter the conversation in the prospect's mind and move them from where they are to where they want where they want to be through pretty much uh, story-wrapped how-tos right. kind of thing. So you give them good info. And then the big problem that most folks have and, and what I tend to hear is, well, if I do a book on, my, on what I do, then they'll know everything I know and they won't need me. And that's absolutely completely not true. What's what the the human phenomena is to always seek more. Because you would there's tons of really great info products about how to run a successful online business, but yet there's tons of people making loot coaching this too. So why is that the case? And it's because people they're they're looking to make that progression with you. And so this book is this low barrier to entry. They kind of dip their pinky in right. the sauce and taste it and say, oh, this is cool. And then if you have the call to action, the book, it moves them along. And what's great is if you publish wide, and I actually strongly recommend this, you know, to the nonfiction people, is, of course, you know, you got your Steve Scott's, or your S.J. Scott's and stuff like that, right. that have very good business models, you know, right. $45,000, $60,000 a month just off of publishing books. And that is great. Most people don't want to do that many books. You know, he's doing what? Every six weeks or something like that. I, I yeah. spoke I don't remember his, his schedule, but um, it's, it's pretty consistent. But with everybody else, if you publish wide, you can also then publish on your own site, which means you keep your buyer data. And right. so you can have these other channels, like say you can be running some AMS ads to your book because now that they've opened that up to non-KU, uh, you can, so for those of you who might not know, people who are exclusive to Amazon, you are the KU, Kindle Unlimited. You're the KU. um, You're
0: you're like the Negan of the self-publishing world. (laughs)
1: Exactly. But (laughs) but as nonfiction, you're probably not going to make a, you know, scads of loot off of the page reads because the books tend to be shorter. You know, you're not going to put together like some epic box set, multi tome volume thing. It's not, you don't need to. But if you're going wide and you all, so you could use those distribution channels as lead you know, basically you're gonna be pulling humans out of those places. And a little trick, want a trick? I, I like tricks. I'm yeah, like to tell, tell you a trick. All right, so one of the big problems that folks have, uh, you know, and, and like I said, our agency people run into this constant, is like, well, I wanna go wide, but how do I target people just on these platforms? Because you can take, let's say the interest targeting that's working or the lookalike audience targets that that are working inside of Facebook and then overlay that. Let's say you're trying to target iBooks, you overlay that just with people who are on iOS devices and like iBooks. And amusingly enough, you're going to pay a ton of money for those clicks, but that's neither here nor nor there. Uh, But what you could start doing is your call to action within each one of those books published on each one of those platforms should have a unique pixel that when they click through that, because you typically give them some sort of video follow-up thing or like the free video companion uh, to the book or whatever it is, uh, when they follow through and when they confirm their subscription to your newsletter, it fires a pixel because now they're outside of the reading device, which is an enclosed ecosystem. Now they're outside of that reading device. It fires a pixel that identifies them. And then what you start doing is build audiences based off of just those things, and you end up having your Nook platform, your Kobo platform, your iBooks platform. It takes a long time yeah. to get there, yeah. depending on your sales volume, you know, on each channel. But I can tell you, it's very worth it because you get to you know you season that pixel to learn who's who and what's what you get a lot better results from that so that's kind of a little ninja tip on how to build build that it does work it just like i said it takes a while um yeah the other the other big i think big problem that i am I, i literally see this minutely uh the expectations of what it means to be an author who's advertising even the big kids are jamming this up horrifically and Two things that have been proven finally, like literally proven are being spoken openly about uh, by some of uh, the higher ups at Facebook, like over in Europe and, and, and Asia and whatnot. Not so much here, interesting enough, but very quietly published, I suppose, uh, on the interwebs is you could watch some talks with these people where they talk about the fact that the click cost has no literally .07% correlation to purchase. And so all of these authors are like, why are my clicks so expensive i'm like well let's look at a 7 day roi and a 30 day roi look at that you're making a 5 to 1 return on your investment right if you had 10 cent clicks you wouldn't be making nearly enough you that would not be working in that kind of way you know so it's 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 an important thing to understand is your click cost has no correlation at all to whether or not people are buy, downloading buying or reading and it's a really really brutal sort of reality it's the same thing with ams too People are trying to look at these click costs, they're bidding really low to try to keep them cheap. Um, a case in point, we have uh, very, you know, actually a couple of different authors who, uh, you know, we have some who are naturally getting cheap clicks. They have highly engaged audiences and that does help. That's another reason to do Facebook Live is it could reduce the cost of your advertising and increase the relevance of it. Uh, but the other reason is, uh, you, some, and some of these folks, they're, they're, they're doing fine. It's like two and a half, three times uh, return on investment to ad spend. But we have some others who are doing forty five and even some at sixty cents a click, but they just hit the USA today multiple times, so you know their earnings are off the charts, but their clicks are high, but who cares it 's a vanity brand. It literally has no basis in any sort of financial reality whatsoever, so that 's a huge one uh, to be to be aware of is that yes, if you can get cheap costs and still get that outcome that 's great, but ninety nine percent of the time that is not going to happen. Right. So a lot of authors are going to say, "Okay, on this." And here's what really stinks is because obviously uh, Amazon hasn't opened up any sort of pixel fires. You can't just bid for outcomes. Although I do have a trick for that too. We'll get to that. <laughs> I do. I do. We're testing it right now with some you of got, our.
0: That's what you I got, like about you, Johnny. You got tricks for everything, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's similar to what I mentioned before. I call it pass through, pass through cooking, and uh, some of our folks are spending upwards of a thousand a day. Uh, just in Facebook, we're we're building sort of a situation where uh, we're able to bid on the outcomes that are gonna be happening uh, throughout a okay. series. And so as those pixels get fired, what we're gonna be able to do is, is point the traffic at book one, but optimize the conversion element for the end of book like 10 or something like that. It ends up being sort of this spear that we literally can drive directly through someone's entire series. And the problem with it is you, know, you lose 30% to a double opt-in process anyway. So you're looking at like only 50% of your data is gonna be accurate, but that's gonna be the most vital 50% you're ever gonna see. And then right. you look at the series as a whole and you're like, what's my ROI? So even though it's gonna tell you that maybe your customer acquisition cost is like 10 bucks, right. they're buying 10 books or they're reading through 10 books you're already earning profit and that's only a reflection of probably less than 50% of the people who are doing it. So, you know, I'd spend that money all day. Like if you're going to spend $10 and get 30 in return. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, no, I that, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up money though. Cause I mean, this is not, it's oh, not, like do I
1: owe you some? I, I totally.
0: At this dude, <laughs> I think you owe me like a third of your business. Honestly, I'm just probably. saying, I think so. <laughs> but it, I mean, at this Most point, example. um, you know, Okay, it's not an inexpensive way to attract new readers. It, there's an a, there's a pretty significant investment. And I, and I think that's a that's going to be a problem for a lot of the will be authors. So this isn't necessarily the solution for the startup career, right? Not, that,
1: that? not what not what I just spent the past like 3 4 minutes talking about. No, you right. First of all, that's that that's a marketing technique that's probably uh, way more advanced, even for a lot of the people, you know, because the, the, the only reason I say that is because this is all I do all day. Is like, it,
0: I should also point out that you, the stuff you're talking about, this is part of the stuff that you will do for the authors.
1: Right. This is the stuff that we do for our agency clients. You know, right. Like that. right. Yeah.
0: If we pay in. if we Right. Pay if you pay in. me
1: enough money, it, like we'll do that. No, that yeah, man. That, I'm tempted. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying is, is that, you know, we, we developed that program because there was such a need for it. Yeah. and so many people are coming to it but it's not something for a startup author you know a startup author especially nonfiction, we have what we uh what what i, I like to call the ecosystem audit package because their biggest problem is they don't know what they're doing they don't know who their audience is and this is universal this is people that have been in business for years like uh, right now i'm working with a literally an old friend of mine i've known him since like 2006 right and you know he has a he's a phenomenal branding expert you know the guy's just amazing and he was literally his book was marketing to two diametrically opposed humans i'm like okay we have to figure out what is the end goal of this whole thing that you're doing and it was to sell this you know, he had a much more expensive package at the end and i'm like okay well we have to then who's gonna buy that somebody that's in a job working on you know trying to figure out how to become an entrepreneur or are we talking to the entrepreneurs who are you know get to that point in their business where they need to make a pivot because the pain and suffering is happening, you know, and that's probably going to be a way more qualified individual. So let's, when he creates his book, that's what he's doing. So I gave him the template that we use uh, with these folks, which is a very systematic, like, who are you? Who do you serve? What are the problems you lay it out? And then there's like five, you know, little five steps that, that you literally just talk this thing into being, uh, and then, which point we typically recommend throw it at our editor because he's used to those shenanigans. Right. And so they'll rip through that, make it pretty. Next thing you know, there's your book. You know, with probably two or three back and forths, no big deal. Right. Um, but yeah, if you're getting started, like for the for the new people, platform building. That is, I would say the two things you need to do. And I've said this probably for years: yeah. uh, daily writing ritual and daily platform building. If yeah. you do those two things, and then one, well, the It's, least it's the
0: like. You and I are like, we're two halves. We're like, we're like Voltron, man. We're, yeah. we're like, we're like Captain Planet. our powers combined. Daily writing ritual. That's me. Mm-hmm. The whole platform building side. That's you. And I've used, I used API to build my platform. I'm at like, you know, around 30,000 strong on that mailing list. And I think you, you contributed probably two thirds of that. So. Awesome. I'm yeah, man. Glad. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was all aimed at sci-fi, so I got to start completely over. You do. Yeah. You did make that
1: good. <laughs> It's all good. No, man, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to do because gotta. when you do that, it's, it's very much a start over. But the other piece is, and, and, and we're working with a fellow right now in what I like to call the spelunking package. Right. Which is he created a book for which there was no obvious market. And that's just a ridiculous problem. And I don't take on a lot of these things simply because I don't like to have the deck stacked against me. And that's very much what this is. But there was no, there's not even a there's no even subcategory in Amazon to cover this thing. And I'm like, well it look, it sounds kind of awesome. Right. But but when if you're in that situation or if you're new and you've never done anything like this, and this gets back to expectations. I am not a wizard. I do not go and then everything like is amazing. This very disappointing, Johnny. I know, I know. Like it's I can't say this enough though. Like I'm just a dude who does a thing and like you know now there's a team that does the thing so that i can you know overlord and that sort of stuff but it's it's very much a process like you like if you're new at this you have to sort of resign yourself to the fact that if you don't love what you're doing you're probably not going to last because it's two to three years in this and the first year is going to be just cluster nation because you're gonna ram into walls you have to learn the ins and outs. And so typically you do that through making horrific mistakes. Um, the only real advice there is, is try things and try them long enough to know if they're going to work. Like, for example, with Facebook ads. Like I was saying with clicks, they are vanity metrics. So you're going to run a series for like seven days. You can do this at $5 at $10, whatever you can afford that drives traffic to your book. And you have to wait and see what happens with your sales and your leads if you're you know exclusive and that kind of thing if right. you get a rise great you're in the right place but you have to expect that there's going to be a 99 failure rate especially if you're brand new right. and you need to then turn those off go with different targeting and the it's sometimes the best way to do that is how's the relevant score is it six and above great you're you might be in the right place don't worry too much about the clicks you know your click cost is going to be what it's going to be and then every seven days you like you know is there something moving that's just the first question not even am i profitable yet because everybody thinks that they're going to make money when someone turns on an ad right just shy of 100 percent of the time that doesn't work and what's interesting about this is and even the people who have sort of all band together and they're spending you know they, they, there's these groups of these authors that are typically shooting themselves into the top 100 and things like that on a pretty regular basis. Their business model—it's not a business model. It's a—it's—it's it's a money maker that's working now, but they don't have true data to really even know if the ads are working. And so, if you're in that situation and you're doing really well, you want to be around in the next couple of years. The way to do that is go to your back catalog, find a book that hasn't sold in maybe a year or two, depending how long you've been doing it, I guess and work the ads on that one on a manageable daily budget to find out what pockets of interest targeting and what kinds of ads are going to give you lift and don't look at don't look for profitability immediately you know for effect you know is the did this book did when you hit it to go uh case in point uh there was a paranormal romance author i mean that was the first uh genre that i even got into man that was like where i cut my teeth on this whole fiction thing and it took four and a half months just to find what combinations of ad graphics, call to actions, like everything was going to get it there. And so, you know, losing, losing, losing all of a sudden, bam, we hit this pocket We're like 10 to one ROI. And it was phenomenal, but it takes a minute. Like even people that are good at this stuff, you have to expect it to be a while. Cause and the biggest problem is that Amazon doesn't give you conversion data. Right. You know, if, if I could put a pixel on a thank you page or an Amazon thing that'd be a game changer are you kidding me I could bid on sales all day yeah. but that's not how it works you know that they won't even that you just can't it doesn't it doesn't really happen at all so um, yeah the ad expectations I'm looking at my notes here for what I wanted to talk about but that's you know really it comes down to like the ad expectations uh, you know your, 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 your what business you're really in? Most right. people have that completely incorrect. Like, what's the process flow, especially in nonfiction? Uh, I've uh, I'm actually doing a, a, a live readsy, Facebook thing. So if you, if you, I think you've talked to those guys a couple of times. Yeah. But that's uh what's interesting about that. I was I was uh, chatting with Ricardo. I guess one of the founders of that, and he was he was kind of telling me. He's like, yeah, we definitely need someone to come on and talk marketing because. You know, they know their numbers when it comes to the editing, the, 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 you know, what do you call it cover design, all this, all this sort of stuff. But he's like the marketing thing. It's like, it's weird. I'm like, I can tell you exactly why. And it's because deer in headlights really does not encapsulate Right. The, the kind of situation that's happening there. The people are so new and so completely unprepared for the business that they're getting into that. You, you know uh, for example i had a, a guy reach out to me recently who has seven books i they, they it seems they're mostly well reviewed it's hard to say you gonna have to bounce them off an editor and, and see what he thinks of them um but they need a complete facelift like there is no way these things are going to sell yeah now, ever like they look awful it's just terrible overhaul the. you know needs a complete facelift a complete ecosystem revamp so it's one of those situations like when you come to that it's like um you know what do you what do you even do at, at that point you know you have to kind of tell them this and so anyway that's 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 what i'm going to kind of go over on that reeds thing coming up this week is you know what business are you really in what are the things that you need in place to even win to even potentially win and then ultimately it, it kind of almost makes sense to like bring some a second set of eyes in that's been down this road 38 gazillion times to be like okay this is where you're jamming up here's where the real money is you know here's what you you do as a back-end product kind of thing and you know kind of get you back on track if you were ever on track in the first place because to not do that and you've seen this i'm sure in business is to not have some sort of like guiding like this is why we all talk you know so it's because we help each other kind of stay focused and stay on course it doesn't matter what level you're at shiny object syndrome i mean you and your pile of books like, right you know, it's like yeah. uh, yummy courses I buy every week that I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No yeah. yeah, I've got
0: I've got hundreds of courses, hundreds of books. Uh, I've got playlists on YouTube. I got all kinds of stuff, man. Podcasts I can't even yeah. get catch up on.
1: Right. There's no, there are there's just not enough time. <laughs> and it really comes down to it's like, OK, you know, who are you? Who do you serve? And have somebody take you and help you with that and say, this is where you are based on where you want to be let's map what that process looks like. Right. And that's really kind of the ultimate, you know, uh, I guess, message kind of thing is, is it doesn't have to be like my team or me or anybody like that, but get someone that actually knows what they're doing to help with that. Or you could lose years. Well,
0: you have essentially three tiers, right? I mean, you have the, and maybe you don't organize them this way, but this is the way I think of what you've got. You've got the, sort of beginning grow your subscriber database uh, kind of thing, grow your Mm -hmm. mailing list thing. I think of that as your tier one, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where you start. Uh, You have your newsletter promotions. I think of that as tier two, you know, that's the, that's you've already established a mailing list and now you want to get onto other people's mailing lists. That's the way I think of it. And then you've got your whole done for you services, which is the, that's the, that's the big one. That's, that's when you've already built your platform, you've already got some income rolling in you can to afford to throw two to three grand a month at this, um, that seems like you're your top tier to me. Am I it, getting this right?
1: Uh, somewhat, I mean, yeah, because like, for example, the newsletter promotions, anybody can do that at any level. All you need right, is a good right. book that's well reviewed, that you're willing to either run for free or to discount, you know, that that's in a genre we service. Um, that could be anybody at any time, but yeah, you're totally right with the with the software-based author platform rocket, where it's like, you know, you pick your genre, you pick how many people you want every month, and we're just going to disperse them to you uh, like on a daily basis. That mm-hmm. is absolutely a tier one kind of thing, because uh, you know what what then happens is is you see a little bit more success, then there's like a higher level on the you know done for you kind of thing, where we're going to run traffic just for you through your Facebook accounts to your landing pages, split test those landing pages, optimize that stuff. And and the reason you wanna be doing something like this, like I said, even if it's not with with someone like us, is if you're you're testing your landing pages, and I like leadpages.net, it's just, that's just what we do. We usually insist on that or something similar that the author should have something like that that can be tested because we've taken these pages from as little as 9% up to 60% in conversion. So if you think about what your cost per lead is on something like that, and it, once again, this is not an overnight process. It takes several months to do that. And so somebody that needs to be making half a million dollars by next Thursday, it's probably not gonna be a good candidate for that program, because that's more of a slow cooker. Same thing with the agency thing, Uh, you know, if you come in and you have data that we can use, Boom. I mean, we've had lots of times where we've been able to jump right in and, and, you know, get to where you are almost, you know, within a couple of weeks and then boom, start doing experiments and, and getting a little bit better and then massaging the back catalog and right. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that, but th- that's definitely, you know, the, the highest thing where if you bring on our team with the private thread your project manager and all, you know, you have your ads manager, your project manager, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, business development coaching going on there. We literally handle all the graphics. In the thing, we've had some folks even say, "Wow, I like your graphics better, do My covers, Um, that one. uh, We every now and then, if you have really good books but look like hammered crap—no offense—but a lot of people are like that. uh, (laughs) I I call it the—you know—it's like a facelift program. So we've done that a couple of times. Uh, You know, the outcome is now he's running ads. uh, You know, we overhauled I think 32 of his books uh blurbs covers all of that kind of stuff just to begin to make the marketable that did his site for him and now he's selling more than in you know in the past 90 days than he has ever at any point in his life And he's been publishing i want to say for over 20 years like the guy yeah. is just just going crazy with this stuff but it was because it literally it was so visually repellent on every level that it's just people are like ah! you know they didn't know what to think of it and i'm like you know that's a hard conversation to have right everyone thinks that you know, they have the coolest stuff. So it's sometimes that's necessary, but then for like the nonfiction people, I cannot recommend enough, you know, doing the ecosystem, uh, you know, the audit program, just it's super in depth. It's a private uh, webinar recorded that then comes out with, okay, here are the four spaces of your business. This is where you are. This is where you want to be. Here's all the stuff in the middle. Here's how your book works with that kind of thing. And you can actually see then where you're going and, and how it's going to play out, the steps involved getting from point A to point B. So you walk away with a pretty hefty little document uh, with that, plus the recording of the webinar. And currently, I'm personally running those. So that's, uh, that's super. That's, (laughs) yeah, that's, uh, um, because I build a team around everything that I do. So I, I, you know, I kind of try to CEO the business. uh, But yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's definitely kind of a cradle to the grave kind of thing. That, that we built because that, I mean, that's how it's changed. It went from not even having a website for almost two years to, I think, I want to say maybe six months ago. I finally put the website up and said, Okay, you can buy stuff from us now if you don't, right? Right, if you're not on the list. But we, uh, by that time, we'd already had what's, uh, I think, in the past couple of years, like 16,000 authors. Yeah, we've been able to help uh, with this kind of stuff. And I mean, I was taking stock of it. And now that we're uh, getting into nonfiction, working with more entrepreneurs, I mean, I've been doing this long enough. now. I think we're close to almost 30,000 entrepreneurs uh, that have been able to help either just with the courses that I put out or, you know, doing the coaching thing or whatever it is, but it's, yeah, I think, I'd like to think that we're doing good for right. humanity in this market, but, you know, I guess only time will tell. Maybe I'm the villain. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Everybody's the hero of their own story until the end.
1: Exactly. <laughs> until you're not.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're, uh, we're coming up on the time, but is there anything else you wanted to throw in before we wrap things up?
1: Uh, I mean, really, just, it comes down to, no matter where you are in this space, like, don't quit. Right. I know that it, it's painful, especially, you know, certain times of the year, you know, in certain genres and certain spaces. But as long as you put one foot in front of the other, and as long as you have a coherent plan, and as long as you're doing writing ritual, daily marketing ritual, you know, there's definitely going to be a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: You know? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, the, I like that message because you don't want to, the problem is we get discouraged Um, and it's easy to get discouraged. Honestly, when you got guys like uh, what's his name? Um, Gosh, I'm going to forget the, the Joe Nesbo and his, his books, his his, one of his books, the snowman is being made into a film. The lead character is named Harry hole, man. And that I'm, I'm sitting here like that dude's got a movie deal. (laughs) Right. It depresses me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, that happens a lot, you know, and some, and people are celebrating like, you know, the first month I've ever made 300 bucks. I was watching that in a, in one of those chat groups uh, in Facebook the other day. And I was like, this is cool. You know, Yeah. Uh, you know, just, it's, it's literally just about putting that one foot in front of the other. And and what sucks is, you know, I sometimes get emails from people, you know, who were going to buy a newsletter ad or something like that. And they're like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I decided to stop writing. I'm like, Why?
0: You know, and, and the, but the other day I had a
1: I had a really wonderful talk with uh, you know with a nice young lady, and I did, and I really tried to power home the message. I'm like your books look amazing. You have like hundreds of people reviewing these things that are just absolutely excited about everything that you're doing. I'm like this is the groundwork of a spectacular career. You just have to keep going. And she had you know she had had some very unfortunate medical, I mean, that it, it happens a lot of times. You know, yeah, very yeah. unfortunately timed medical things that, that had put her back two years, you know? So, so she felt that punch right in the gut. And I, I'm like, just get back on the horse as soon as you're able and, and keep doing it because there's people here who really like what you're doing. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't stop, that's it. Well,
0: uh, all right, man, where can people find you online?
1: Well, check it out at authorplatformrocket.com and uh, click around. I mean, there's a podcast there for you. I like to put out, you know, whatever you need to know. You can also email uh, agency at authorplatformrocket.com if you have questions. Uh, we have a pretty epic staff that uh, I've been training for quite a while now to, that, that, that handles all this stuff. So, and sometimes, just sometimes, it might even be me. You never know. I like hanging out the support department and seeing <laughs> of stuff going on so I can look for new products to sell you.
0: Right, exactly. There you go. All right, man. Well, hey, I uh, appreciate you stopping in yet again. Uh, I think this is actually the uh, f- maybe the fourth time you and I have had a, a conversation that was word slinger related. I think if you've been on two episodes, we've recorded four times.
1: That is true. But I, think, <laughs> I think you have a point there. And
0: we'll use that other one as a bonus round. That's right. That's right. Bonus round. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, thank you for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Johnny. I know I always do. Um, all four times now. And uh, if, right now, you're probably hearing the Groovy theme music. You may dance in place at will. Stick around for some housekeeping and news and updates, that sort of thing, uh, just after the break. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks again, Johnny. Thank you. All right. That was, uh, Johnny Andrews, of course. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's always good to talk to Johnny. You know, we chat every now and then, uh, it, it, there are a few people who make me feel completely inadequate when it comes to marketing. Uh, <laughs> Johnny just, he's like a fire hose, man. He will start talking to you about this stuff and, you, you know, I consider myself a very intelligent man. And, uh, and yet I sometimes walk away from those conversations <clears throat> feeling that, uh, I uh, I got some work to do. <laughs> Feeling like I got some study <laughs> some studying to do. Um, but anyway, that's, that's that's why you form these relationships, right? You want to get to know people so that they can be a resource and they can help you, uh, and you want to help them as much as possible as well, because that's that's how we uh, that's how we build a, a society. That's how we build a community that uh, this sort of self sustaining community. Man, that's what I love about. The whole indie author thing. Um, I interviewed uh, Ben Hale this past week, and uh, you'll, that interview is going to be—it'll be, it'll be a, a month or two uh, from now before you hear that. But uh, it's—it was a great interview because, um, you know, he and I—we uh, share some some views. Uh, he's a—he's also a very dynamic uh, I- a personality. In, in his way, he's very reserved, but he's—he's he's dynamic in that he just does so much, you know. Um, and it's just remarkable. I mean, but anyway, don't want to, I don't want to sidetrack us on that, but I do want to get into, uh, industry news cause there's some stuff here you're going to really find interesting. Um, <clears throat> first up, um, this is a somewhat self-serving industry news. Um, but draft digital just announced their author pages and book tabs, DDD author pages and DDD book tabs. Um. These are fantastic. And uh, I, I'm very excited about them. We've had a great response from people as they've discovered this. Um, I, you really need to check this out. Back uh, when we started 2018, Dedede announced that we were going to focus on beefing up our offerings at books2read.com, which is kind of our sister site. And that we, we were going to pay particular attention to basically resolving the problem of author discoverability um that's really what bookstoread.com is all about it's a reader centric site focused on readers or it's going to grow into that um but it's all about connecting readers to authors there there are very few tools there are very few tools out there that are aimed at this we see a big gap there um and so the books to read uh site is going to host all these various tools for author discoverability and we're starting with d author pages and D2D book tabs. Um, these are sort of a, a, an offshoot of our universal book links, which are also hosted on books2read.com. But the author pages are your web presence online, your author presence online. If you don't already have an author website, you can actually use this as your author website if you like. Um, it's got a, uh, your author photo, your bio. Uh, it's got carousels of your books uh, if you have one book or, or 50 books or 1,000 books, you can have them all displaying on this page. Um, they can be sorted by your... your. <clears throat> uh, they're automatically sorted by your series. Um, and they get these cool little carousels that let people scroll through see all your books. And um, you have what we call a hero book that, that is right next to your bio and everything that allows you to uh, choose which book you want to display there. And uh, you can... There's a little promo tag that can go with it that can say you know first in series uh latest release uh, you know on sale now uh free you know all kinds of options there and a little uh description like a 40 word description to uh, tell people a little bit about the book so this is these are great tools now the books themselves uh they're built off of our universal book links and you can um you can create what we call book tabs and the book tabs are essentially uh product pages for the books much like you'd see at amazon or uh, apple or elsewhere um they're they're this beautiful display of your book it's description you know which you can change right there on that page and it uses our universal book links so that when people click on that and click on the buy now button they can choose their preferred storefront and then if if they if they set one as their default from that point on, every time they click that "Buy Now" button, they just go straight to your um, product page on their on their favorite storefront, and they can buy the book. So it's a great way. You can use these things. You can use the author pages to build your either a website if you don't have one, or you can uh, use it as your book page on your website. <clears throat> so it's a great tool. Now, some cool things about author pages. Um, that i really dig one there's a gonna there's a way for people to sign up for your mailing list right there on the page actually it will send them to whatever your preferred mailing list sign up is so if you use insta Freebie or you use book funnel or you use uh you know some other form on your website uh mailchimp form or something like that you can put a link to it in this page and readers can just click on through and join your mail site um they can also, if you don't have a sign up like that, they can they can sign up for your new new release notifications, which is a draft digital uh, product, and they'll be alerted every time a new book comes out. So, you get that. Um, you can add your social media links. You can add your personal website. You can add all this information to this this page. So it's all pr- fairly customizable. So very cool. It's well-designed, uh, and it is just the start. We're going to be growing this as we go. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, look in the show notes of this, uh, of this episode, but if you go to bit.ly slash WPC 145 dash D 2 D author pages, I know, but this is how I'm going to do this from now on. <laughs> so to make things a little easier, bit.ly, of course, bit.ly, um, Ly bit.ly is the URL shortener, and then I went and made it really long anyway because I'm putting the episode number, WPC145-D2D author pages. There you go. Um, If you can't remember that, don't worry. You can find that in the show notes of this episode, or go to DraftDigital.com. go to the blog, and you'll find the uh, blog post that that links to right there, and it includes some video walkthroughs of uh, how these things work, so... You get to see me talking about it. Um, next up a very non draft digital related topic. Uh, digital manga overtakes print or is it manga? You decide, uh, no matter how I pronounce this, I'm told that I'm wrong. (laughs) So there's a conundrum for you. Um, This is the first time that, uh, and I'm going to stick with manga. That's how I was taught to pronounce it. That's what I'm sticking with. Uh, This is the first time that digital manga has actually overtaken print in sales uh, in the history of the uh, format. Um, Manga, of course, is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically like comic books. Uh, These are Japanese style art. Um, There's Japanese animation, which is referred to as anime. This is like the print version of anime. If you haven't haven't encountered these before, um, they're very popular the world over, but they are extremely popular in Japan. And uh, traditionally, they're sold in little paperbacks that people can buy at the um, train stations and uh, convenience stores and, uh, you know, wherever wherever these things are sold. Um, And they're read, by the way, back to front, I understand. I don't read manga, so i don't have a lot of personal experience with it i have looked through some and they do look somewhat interesting but um now the the point of this though um the sales uh for manga were on the digital platform were up 17.2 percent from the previous year versus print sales falling at 14.4 percent over the previous year so digital sales up nearly 20 percent print sales down nearly 15%. Um, now if you happen to be somebody who studies markets, who looks for opportunities, uh, that is an opportunity. <laughs> That's what one looks like. <laughs> so now Amazon of course is, uh, they're kind of in place where they could dominate this, this, uh, this format. Uh, they own, they per, they acquired the rights to, uh, comiXology quite a while back, uh, which is a digital, uh, comic book app. Um, and uh, they've been doing pretty well with that, so they're actually they're already poised to offer digital formats in this market. But there are pl- there's plenty of room there, and I think that uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Kobo, Apple, you know, they've all got their opportunity to sort of grab a piece of this. Uh, I'll really be interested to see what happens over the next couple of years, but um, we'll, we'll we will see. I don't I don't know for sure uh, if anyone's going to jump on this. Maybe the numbers aren't right for them yet, but I, I personally I see the growth there and it's an underserved market. Somebody's going to figure out how to capitalize on that. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, check that out, bitly slash wpc145-digital-manga, um, and uh, of course in the show notes you can find the uh, the link there. Um, no room for pirates in Switzerland. Now, when you think of Switzerland, you, of course, you think of pirates. Um, and if you don't, you probably should, because the Internet piracy is a huge deal in uh, Switzerland. It impacts a lot of authors worldwide. Um, now, the Swiss Federal Supreme Court is considering dialing back on its previous 2010 decision, which ban- it, it basically barred anti-piracy groups from having the IP addresses in, uh, of the file servers that were being used by Internet pirates, within their borders, um, if they change this, if they start allowing access to this, what it'll do is help cut back on intellectual property theft, um, on a pretty much a global scale. Cause Switzerland has become something of a safe Harbor for the, uh, internet pirates. Um, now I always tell authors, there's really very little reason for you to worry about internet piracy when it comes to your independently published book. Um, And even if you're at a major level, it's really not that big a deal. Uh, I I know, I know, this is sacrilege. But the truth about this is um, the people who steal your book, they're going to steal it no matter what. Uh, They wouldn't have paid for it anyway. You're not losing sales. If people are out um, stealing your book and then they're talking about it, it's basically the same as giving your book away in exchange for them sharing and uh, talking about it to other people. Uh, we do this as a marketing practice anyway. So uh, yeah, there's, there is, is slightly annoying to find out your book has been grabbed by some piracy group. But unless you are uh, Neil Gaiman or Stephen King or someone along those lines, you're probably not getting a ton of theft in the first place. And uh, the guys who are seeing some of their books pirated probably aren't seeing that much of an impact to their bottom line, despite any rumors you may hear. You can disagree with me on this. People have. I I just firmly believe that piracy uh, in this format isn't actually a problem. So um, please disagree with me. (laughs) Cory Doctorow, by the way, gives all his books away. He's actually kind of gleeful when they show up on piracy sites. It is free advertising, honestly. Um, to, admittedly, a large group of people who aren't going to buy your book. But um, I, I the numbers are interesting because people who do pirate this stuff, uh, a lot of them do go on to buy other uh, items that you sell, other, other products you sell, or they buy the thing they stole um, when they're capable of doing it. So... There you go. I mean, it's an interesting uh, kind of landscape, but I'd, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on it. Be sure to pop on over to words your You can find that story, by the way, bit.ly slash uh, WPC 145 Switzerland piracy. I think what I'm going to do in future uh, episodes is I'm going to remove all the dashes I can. <laughs> Just to make this a little more streamlined. Um, so that's it for this episode of the Wordslinger podcast. Uh, I hope you got something really useful out of that. If you are a, um, a loyal listener, I thank you for that. Please go on to uh, iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and anywhere fine podcasts are sold, and uh, rank, rate, rank, and review the the uh, the Wordslinger podcast. Just to help people discover it. Discoverability works for podcasts as well as it does for books. So uh, go and help people figure out uh, that they want to be listening. Tell people why you listen to the show and what you get out of it. I do appreciate that. Uh, you can support the show, of course, by uh, going and signing up for a draft digital account using my very special URL, draft digitalcom slash wordslinger. And I get a little kickback. Actually, what I get is a year of uh, a royalty split from draft digitals cut of your royalties. When you do that, so it makes a big difference, and it also means that the more of you who sign up, the more I want to support you and make sure you're making sales because then I make money. You don't lose any money. Let me make that clear. You lose no money. I gain money from uh, the draft a digital cut of your sales. So go sign up. That helps me out. Um, you can also check out Wordslinger Press. That's brand new on the thewordslingerpodcast. dot com. Um, Go to wordslingerpodcast.com. There's a little button there on the right-hand side. I say button. It's a little graphic. It's got a couple of covers on it. It says Wordslinger Press. If you click on that, I'm selling um, a couple of books there right now. That's going to grow as time goes by. And these are aimed primarily at people just kind of getting a start. But if you're trying to get a grip on how to build, grow, and uh, nurture your author career, I'm going to start dropping some stuff there. These are generally very short, very easy books Uh, I usually only charge a a buck or two for them. And uh, you can get them cheaper on the wordslingerpodcast.com than you're going to find them anywhere else. And they are available everywhere, so you can do what you got to do. You be you, we're going to be fine. Uh, But if you want to help support the show, that's one way you can do it. So, that is it for this week's Wordslinger Podcast. I'm so glad that we had this chance to hang out. Um, Did mention this at the beginning of the episode, but I'm my wife and I are packing and moving. Uh so we're gonna be uh we're moving to we're moving back to Sugarland, Texas. We lived there uh once before. We're currently living in Pearland. Uh we uh had talked about moving to Denver, we talked about uh, uh we've talked about all kinds of things. Um but you know what we've decided is it would be better to have a home base here we we have family and friends uh that we can see often and uh support uh you know some folks aren't getting any younger uh but others are just you know we we have close relationships and we don't want to strain that with distance um and we we're traveling more now so uh it's nice to have a nice little home base so that's that's kind of the origin story of this um if you happen to live in the Texas area, the Sugar Texas area, the Houston, Texas area, I should say, uh, we should start hanging out more. I didn't get to do that much over the past few years because we were, um, basically, we were going to be leaving. It was getting tough to, to circle up with everybody, but now I'm thinking uh, we're going to be here for quite a while, and uh, I really kind of look forward to uh, cultivating more local relationships. So if you happen to be in the area, let's let's talk about getting together. Let's hang out. Um And that's it. That's it for the Wordslinger Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Johnny Andrews. Uh, be sure to, you know, do all the fun stuff. Leave me some comments, leave me some leave me some reviews. Uh, let's just uh, let's just keep this party going. If I don't check back with you within the next couple of weeks, it means I'm packing and moving. Uh, but I will be back. So take care of yourselves out there. Hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead. hope you have a wonderful month ahead. Uh, God bless each of you. I'll see y'all next time.